J.T. Crowley is Talking Books. On this show, you'll hear from emerging talent and seasoned veterans from around the world. They'll give you their take on the writing process and how to create the secret sauce of page-turning deliciousness. Let's get into that magical mixture of the art and science of creativity. Here's J.T. Crowley, author of The Smart Kids and your podcast host. Hello, everyone. I'm J.T. Crowley, and I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Dee Buchanan, who's joining me on the show to talk about her book, Messages from the Divine Mother, a selection of spiritual conversations for women. Dee is from London in the United Kingdom. Over the years, she's done a variety of jobs. She's been a prime school teacher, an account supervisor, an accounts book ledger person, a life coach and mentor. But the glue that has kept her own life on track throughout her many trials has been her spiritual faith, something she has instilled in all her family and friends and those she has come into close contact around her. It's taken Dee close to 20 years to compile this book from concept to complete publication, although the actual writing process was just over a year. These divine messages, love notes, are as a direct result of the divine mother talking directly to her, always addressing her as my dear daughter or dearest daughter or daughter. And you'll see a lot of the contents of this book headed up in a variety of formats of this dear daughter or daughter. The messages within are messages of support and empowerment for women to learn and grow to understand themselves. They're there for guidance, to show love, empathy, blessings, and lots more for women to get through life and enrich their spiritual beliefs. So let's invite Dee onto the show to talk about her book and why she wrote it. Dee, come and join me. Hi, John. Lovely to be here. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) And we've we've met several times, haven't we? We have. It's destined to be a bit, you know, close, but <laughs> I think feel like I know you now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Dee, who is this divine mother uh, that communicates with you and how does she communicate it with you? Through voice, through actions? Who is she and how does she communicate with you? That's a very good question. And to answer that question, I have to go back to how this book first came about. Great. And um, the book first came about when I started journaling every morning. Um, And it was my way of dealing with all the challenges that I was facing at at this particular time. Challenges where everything just fell apart. Everything, job, relationship you know, the whole thing just crumbled. And I started writing my journal every morning. And for some reason, I did, you know, I started addressing my journal every morning by good morning, Divine Mother, or good morning, Holy Mother. And I think for me, it was that kind of motherly love, that kind of um, motherly nature that I was looking for to kind of, you know, um, support me and, you know, give me the guidance that I needed. So this is who the Divine Mother, this is how the Divine Mother came about for me. And, you know, 
looking and reflecting on it now, it was it was as if to say I wanted to, you know, um, connect to the the higher, you know, the highest of all, the, the you know, of the divine mother or the femininity of who I am and the, the feminine energy, you know, that we all, you know, we all need. And I think at that time, that's what I needed. That's a very powerful um, thought. And, um, and a lot of people uh, go through life, have many ups and downs. And, you know, we often seek support from all kinds of uh, methods in our ways. Um, mm. Some are spiritual, some are other counseling, but I don't know. I think what you've done was been, is tremendous. And I'm very glad that you've took the courage to put it in a book. Well done, you. <laughs> Thank you. Courage is a good word. Yes. It is, isn't it? Yes. Dee, when I look at your book, I see that you have grouped your divine messages, for that's how you have described them, into 15 subheadings, collections. Why did you choose to set the book out in this manner? And more significantly, why have you emphasized that these spiritual messages are conversations for women? Why not men? Surely a spiritual conversation should be open to all genders. Yes, and it is. It is. Um, and it's not to say that men can't read my book. Men have and still find it inspiring. Um, but personally, because I was going through this as a woman, and it felt that it was something that women would benefit from um, and bring them back to their, their core nature of being a woman. Hence, you know, tapping into the Divine Mother's energy. Um, so it was part of me saying to women, look, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, you know, deep in your core, you're fine. You're okay. Um, or take a, take away all the things that you think are, you know, wrong with you or not working for you or, you know, is challenging for you. But at the deep core, your feminine power is very strong and it's very spiritual and it's very um, creative. It's, it's very formative. All the things that we forget as we go through life, we forget that this, our core, our core being, you know, is love, is forgiveness, is happiness, is all those things. And so it's really to give women that kind of empowerment um, and inspiration to be who they really are. And in, in doing that, I think it then manifests itself where men are able to appreciate themselves as being men also. So it's a twofold thing, really. It's as if, if you stand in your own power, then you give permission to for others to stand in theirs. That's very, um, you know, thought-provoking. Um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of men will, oh, you know, sometimes men need to think from, you know, getting in touch with their feminine, feminine side, you know, to, to see things from a different angle. Mm. And, you know, and we learn a lot more from that. And likewise, you know, women sometimes seeing things from um, a man's side of thing. That's yes. just as important, isn't it? Yes. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the times, you know, through religions, we tend to have the male um, 
element, you know, our father, you know, um, it's very masculine when you think of how the biblical or how scriptures are written. Yes. And so if you bring a balance where a woman's touch, shall we say, can can balance the, the, the energies, then, you know, you, you have more of a, a balanced view of life rather than just one side of things. Oh, I agree. A woman's touch is very important. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's have a look, Dee, at six of the conversational areas so as to give people a quick insight into your book. Let's start with life within. You say in these collective messages, opening the doors of your spirit is your sole requirement. The Divine Mother is always waiting to be let in. Sometimes all you need is to listen to your spirit. Your answers cannot be found outside. Look within. Would you care to enrich us here as to what you're getting at here? When we go through things, we tend to look outside for all the answers. You know, we might, you know, read a book, watch TV, ask a friend. Um, but one of the most important thing that I found out was when you sit with yourself and when you ask yourself and when you go within yourself, you get the answers that's right for you. Um, a lot of the times, yes, there are things outside that may resonate with you, that may, but you truly know who you are. And once you sit with yourself and once you go within yourself, your true self knows, your true self gets the answers of what is needed, of what, you know, what you need to do. Um, so it came about actually when I wrote my first spiritual poem, which was called, um, which is actually in the book, Life Within, um, where I was searching for my own um, self, my own sense of self, my own spirituality, um, and realized by reading um, Ayanna Van Zandt's book, you know, Tapping the Power Within, mm. that, oh my goodness, this is what I've missed, you know, all the time, that going within, going within yourself, asking yourself, tapping into the source about yourself is where you'll get your answers, is where you're most likely to find you, not outside of yourself, um, but within yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with you. A single reflection is very, very good for the soul. Yes. Um, now, I liked the, um, another part of your book, Shine Your Light. And the spiritual messages here are talking about my spirit is a reflection of the light within me. Uh, the path will always be lit for you. The light is the source of power. What's the significance of the messages here? And who are they aimed at? You know, people of faith, people of uh, spirituality, are they aimed at young people, old people, or, or, or everybody? They're aimed for everybody. We all, you know, as a school teacher, um, one of the things that was important for me is for children to, you know, they, they say is, is to reach their full potential, you know, to do their best. And looking at, you know, it on, in a spiritual way, you know, reaching your full, full potential or doing your best is coming out, is bringing yourself out into the light, 
it's bringing yourself to shine. Um, you know, when, when um, you know, even when children, when children do things so spectacular or anybody does, it's like there's a light on them. It's like the, they're shining, they're beaming. And so when you're mm. able to, to bring yourself out into the light, you bring yourself into your full being of who you are. Um, and it's a very spiritual thing as well, because light is like, represents clarity. It represents, you know, um, you know, creativity. All the things that you have within you that comes out when you're being who you are. It's, like, so, it's a symbol of hope, isn't it? A, a candle is like a symbol of hope. Yeah, yes, yes. It, you can, you can, you can actually use that as a, you know as one of the the meanings, the symbol of hope. And it's 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 as if to say, you know, when you're shining your light, you're you're beaming. And if you notice, a lot of um, spiritual books always have a light around the images. You know, um, and it sort of signifies the brightness of oneself, the the um, spirituality of oneself, and you can actually see it in people sometimes when they're actually beaming with light. You know, so that's what you know for me, coming from the other opposites of darkness and light. You know, coming out of the darkness into light. I mean, you're moving from one one kind of um, one kind of state to another. Mm. And it's not to say that there's, an, there's darkness is bad. <laughs> Sometimes we need to be in the dark to get to the light. So Now you've, now you've written, um, again, uh, there's a section in your book, D, Darkness and Light. And this is an intriguing part of your book. You talk about, as you've already mentioned, when in the darkness of life, the light is always there. Your greatness is your power. And like throughout the whole of your book, the messages are headed up. My daughter, dear daughter, dearest daughter, glorious daughter. So, you know, we've got the darkness and the light, this section here. And so the thinking here and when you were addressed as daughter or when you address people as daughter, these are powerful messages again, aren't they, in this section of your book? And think, And I think that's why you put them in. Am I right? Yes, 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 because in my time of going through my darkness, um, I didn't feel that there was any light. Um, I felt that, you know, everything was just dark and there was not going to be any, um, any, any, any difference or things weren't going to change, things were going to be the same and I was going to be stuck in this darkness forever. Um, and while I was writing and got, in, get, got, and got the messages, it made me realise, even though there's, there's a glimmer of light I can see, that will help me pull me through that darkness. And so mm. this is why I had to write it like that, because so many of us do go into darkness and do go into ourselves and do go into this, um, this world in our, in our minds that is just you know, gloom, dull and gloom. But if we only realise that there's always going to be a little, there's always going to be, a, what's it say? There's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And if we, if we believe that and understand that, no matter how dark things may seem for us now, there's always going to be a little glimmer of light that you can actually walk towards and move towards. 
Yeah, and that's why you sometimes find on some spirit, you know, faith buildings, you'll see a light in the lantern in the top. It's there for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, spiritual faith and trustee is very important to a lot of people. And I found this section of the book very, very poignant. You talk about have faith in yourself, even when you feel hopeless. Faith and trust can break down the strongest walls. Good thoughts are divinely sent. Why did you choose to group these spiritual messages, these poems, in this section of the book? The whole thing about having, you know, the trust and faith in your life is is very important. Um, when when you're, you know, when you're, you know, in a situation where you, going back to us, where you feel that, you know, there's no, there's there's nothing there for you, or you're not going to, you know, recover or get over this. The one thing that, you know, is important is to have faith to know that things are going to be all right. And keeping that faith and trusting that, you know, in itself is very important. Even when things seems really, you know, dull or things seems really um, challenging, having the faith to know that it will be all right. I'm going through this now, but it's not going to last forever. And if we can just hold on for that, hold on to that, and know that this is only for a time, um, that faith that you have within yourself will bring you through it. That's what you know. Yes, and particularly um, people who are facing um, health issues, you know, serious yeah. health issues, and they think yeah. it's all over. Yeah. Yes, and I've been through one of those health mm-hmm. issues. And um, it was my faith um, and trust in the fact to know that um, everything's going to be all right. That got you through it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) There you go, everyone. (laughs) For most people in life, Dee, like faith and trust, forgiveness, now forgiveness is equally as important. And here I find you talking about Dwelling on the past stops you living in the present. Um, you know, forgive yourself mm-hmm. because you are only feeling the pain. So forgive yourself. Yeah. Why these messages? What are you trying to say here? So we've talked about light. We've talked about darkness and light. We've talked about trust. So now we're talking about forgiveness. What's mm-hmm. your viewpoint and why these messages? I think the clearest answer I can give about forgiveness is about the about I think in my book I refer to your mind living in the past and you imagine you know the the what's happened is has happened in the past and if you're constantly living that past in your future then your present is being affected and so for me, forgiveness is being able to recognize that this happened. I didn't like it or, you know, it affected me. But right here, right now, I'm good. I'm good. So if we can de- depart from those 
things that have happened in the past mm. and not bring it into our present and future, then, you know, we have a much more open, open, you know, life or open um, roads on our journey. But if we're constantly bringing the past, we're putting obstacles all the way, you know, as we're walking. Oh, yes. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Trip. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all do that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of, you know, hinders your your progress. So, you know, forgiveness is, is about forgiving that that's what happened. It happened. I can't change it because that's one of the things we, we must realize also. We can't change it. And, you know, forgiving, forgiving in a relationship can be very hard. Oh, it is. And it's not something you do instantly. It's not something, oh, yeah, I'll it. No, no, no. It's a time where, like I say, you have to go within. You have to um, learn more about yourself. You've got to understand where, what part you took in into all of that. Where did you fit into all that? And then, you know, you, you, you then say, well, I forgive myself. I forgive myself for, you know, how I behaved or I forgive myself for how I perceived what was going on or for how I was part of you know that um and so I can move on freely knowing that you know I've dealt with that internally and how I felt about it I've you know I've looked at it I've inspected it and now I've moved on and that's the time when you're kind of going through oh they did me wrong they did it you know, you kind of go through all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or how dare they? But I mean, you... is it um, how important Dee, is reflecting? You know, so we've got the light, we've done darkness, we've done uh, forgiveness, we've done um, trust, faith, spiritual faith, reflection. And this book for me is, I think if this is you reflecting back on your own life at times and put and knitting all the things together. I'm right, aren't I? Yes, you are. And so often sometimes we don't um, reflect back, not on the things that, you know, necessarily happen to us, but the things that we've come out of or how we've grown. I think in my book I said, how have I grown? Meaning... I now recognised when certain um, things are, I'm triggered by or I now recognise when I'm compromising myself. You know, if I'm, if I'm going through certain things, I recognise that it's only for a time. I recognise that these things happen. This is life. Nobody is immune from life. And if we understand that we all go through things, but it's how we deal with it that makes things better for us. So my reflection was, oh, my gosh, haven't I come a long way from where I was? Haven't I picked myself up and realised this is what I need to, you know, these are the things that can help me to develop myself. I'm not saying I'm not going to ever experience those things, but now I know how to better handle them. Would you say, Dee, that, you know, your spiritual faith and the messages that are within your book uh, equally apply to, let's say, when you make mistakes? Mm. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, as I say, it's life. It's life. 
Mm. Who doesn't make mistakes? Um, and if we can all admit that it's it's us being human, it's us living our lives, um, and it's 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 part of. For me, it's part of our own development. It's part of recognizing. Okay, that didn't go too well. I'll try a different way next time. Or if you you know you haven't realized that that's the you know that's what you've done to make a mistake then it will still be something that you have to learn and develop of how to deal with that mistake or how to deal with what's yeah. happened. But for me, it's really about us understanding that it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake and it's okay to learn from them um, and not, you know, not necessarily blame others for it, but understand where you um where you know your part in it um and i think i think one of the messages that i think really i want to share with others is that throughout the whole book it's about us being human it's about us um having these human feelings having these human um experiences but it's no different from anybody else we all have it and if we can understand that there are times where we will go through real sadness, there's times where we will go through real challenges. When we fall down. When we fall down. We pick ourselves up. Yes. Yes. And if, if I can get that message across to others that, yeah, you are going to go through this for a time. But know I, that. You- I think your messages do that. Um, but I want to ask you now, Dee, is what's next for you in terms of, you know, what other books are coming down the pipeline? You know, what other spiritual messages, you know, in other books are you going to be doing? Right. Well, there is a volume two, <laughs> maybe three, um, because I've just... Now she's getting carried away with herself, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> because there is, I have a lot more to say. Um, there's a lot more journals to go through. As I said, this is over 20 years of writing. Um, so I've got, you know, journals that I haven't even tapped into yet. So, you know, volume two would be the, the remainder of the, the, the journal I started that I haven't finished yet and other journals. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe come to, to the present day. Um, but it's, a, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot of material. There's a lot of re- you know, um, messages that I haven't, you know, even remembered that I've actually, you know, that's, that's been given to me. So, yeah, so that's the, um, that's that's the plan. plan. Mm. Who do you see, Dee, as your market for your book, you know, your books, but more importantly, who would you like to see reading your books? I'd say everyone, but um, as it's, you know, very much dear to my heart. I I really um, want women, young girls, you know, um, especially actually, um, because you know the all the all what's out there in the media, which is actually taken away from them, their true selves. You know, all that they see and the images, and you know, they want to be like somebody else, or they want to, you know it's to bring them back to their true selves. And I think if young women 
can start start by recognizing themselves and developing themselves in the way they want to rather than the way they've been told to, um, that would be a good start. That would be a good start, you know, for them. And also, you know, um, right the way through the ages, because as I said, we all face challenges and sometimes we just don't know, um, you know, where to turn or how to, to deal with it. And sometimes just one simple message can make everything seem a bit more, oh, okay, so it's not that bad then. <laughs> no, it puts it in perspective. Yes, it puts yeah. everything in perspective. And so I think, yeah, from, from you know, from young ages right the way through, um, you know, mainly women to start with, you know, never know, the next book might be for men. So <laughs> I think you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because I've had men who have commented on the book and feel the same energy from the book. So yeah. I'll probably leave it gender free next time. So everybody <laughs> can have a go. Yes. Dee, where can people get your books from? Well, they're sold in most um, bookstores, um, Amazon. And if you know, if you just Google it, even even I, you know, saw it on eBay. So um, not in the pubs, everyone. Not in the pubs, everyone. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. <laughs> well, there we go, everyone. Um, Dee Buchanan, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank that you was so Dee much. Buchanan, everybody. I'm JT Crowley. Thanks for listening, watching, wherever you are in the world. Until next time, stay safe.